Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book of the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from September 16th, 1989. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. Doc, we just did a pre-show, but I'll still ask you how you're doing today. I finished my whiskey in the pre-show, so now I'm over to beer. Oh, God. Went, Sam That's Adams, good, winter man. lager, or what? I'm having a, my... Uh... The last winter lager in this 12-pack, and I was able to get one more out of the store because they kept they keep them for people like me. You you went earlier in the day and said, they're out. And I was like, no, no, they're not. So I got me another 12-pack of winter lager. You know, then I'll be drinking some, then I'm going to be drinking some Grolsch. I can't find that shit anywhere. And I'm thinking probably the only place that might have it, they got this wine place. It's huge. It used to be a fucking Best Buy. And, mm. and they'll probably have it. I order mine online and have them bring it out to me in my car. How much How much does it cost, like extra? Zero uh, dollars, please. Oh, wow. When you live in the big city and you make things happen. And you're an alcoholic like him. <laughs> I believe the term is called frequent flyer. <laughs> He's an alcoholic. They send him coupons and special. Oh, yeah. I get $5 off every order because I I got enough uh, points. That's nice. Yeah. I've I've gotten two free fucking eggnog daiquiris. I'm still getting them every fucking day. They got the little card that you stamp, and and like the 10th one's free. I've already gotten two free ones. Is that your your therapeutics you had when you were down with Rona? Yeah. Do you have any lingering effects from that? Can you smell your ass, smell ass again? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you're fine. Oh. Yeah. See, so now you're, you're you're telling us this is a hoax. I don't think it's a hoax. It, it just didn't. You know, I'm just. I'm you can't get it. Bullet, I'm fucking bulletproof and bound for glory, motherfucker. There you go. I'm like Judas Priest. He didn't say it was. I love how you asked him. If he knew he was fine because he could smell ass again. Well, that's the only symptom he had. Yeah. Okay. I can smell shit now. <laughs> when I walk into Walmart and I see the guy washing his hands and I smell his shit, I was like, oh, I know what you just did. Mm. <laughs> that's nice. Well, uh, as you can see, we're back to normal. Everything's good. Real quick, before we get really rolling, 
Special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly. Disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie. Sorry, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, Jeremy Priest. Thank you very much for your patronage. And then new Patreon member shout outs for people who moved over from Patreon. Kenneth Smith, Alex Arroyo, and Lee Pierre. Thank you very much for uh, signing up or moving over uh, as new Patreon members. It, it, it's, it uh, snowed by y'all. Uh, yeah, we had a blizzard. Yeah, we had I some flakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a blizzard. Doc's one pasty white flake himself. So, yeah, we had a few That's flakes. That's nice. Playing, you know. He's the flake of BTT. Does, it, does like everything shut down there when it snows or it's just like whatever? Usually, usually but not on this one. Yeah, it oh. wasn't cold enough. It didn't really stick. Oh. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It. I mean, we had, we a few years ago. It was real bad. Um, even the year that the Super Bowl here, it was damn near a week. It was real, real bad. But no, it's. It was. It was very mild. It was. It was too. It was too warm. It was like it was snowing, but it wasn't really sticking. So. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just no Jesus. Uh, Hopper, you you Perfect. called me over the weekend and. You were telling me something that happened at, or no, you call it. You texted Doc and I. Uh, won't you tell us what happened at work the other day uh, when you were when you were uh, putting some beer on the shelves? An old black man came up and asked me, "Say, bro, where's the Thunderbird at?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? Where's the Thunderbird at?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Man, you're in the wrong place for that, bro." Where were you at when this was ha- when this happened? It was at Walmart, and I'm thinking, I don't even know where in the fuck it is. That still a thing? Why would it have stopped being a thing? Yeah, yeah. And cheap. I looked it up, yeah. and it's still there. It, it's it was labeled like Great American Wine or something like that. Mm. Like, oh boy, <laughs> boy. You Mike, when's about- the last time? Mike, when's the last time you had some Thunderbird? <laughs> Oh, back in like ninety-five. <laughs> <laughs> well, dinner was an hour ago. Like ninety-five, back in ninety-five. Dude, you know I've told you this story we used to do during my first stint in college, right? What? Well, would you, there's so many stints, it's hard to remember. Man, get get the the Thunderbird and put like a Kool Aid packet in it, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. Because that stuff was so terrible, and you sip on it, and you're like, man, it tastes uh, bad. They had Thunderbird and Night Train. Night, Night train, train, that was another one, yeah. Yeah. Loaded uh, like yeah. a freight train. Yeah, loaded like a night... Wow, fuck, I, I forgot how it went. Loaded like a space brain. One more time tonight. Dude, that Who stuff... That, Mike? I'm know, on man. the night train and I can never get enough. I'm on the night train. Wait, that's Guns N' Roses. No, never not. to return. Danger. Oh, okay. No. It's faster pussycat. Yeah. It's GNR. Who is it? I mean, y'all said three different groups here. It's Jodeci. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a uh, Black Street. <laughs> when you woo 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 <laughs> all right god have mercy oh, all right so uh i guess <laughs> what was your exact response to him Hopper? i'm like bruh i said 
I mean, you got to go to some little corners. I mean, I wanted to say, fuck, you know, you, you, you got to go to some little ghetto-ass corner store to find that. But I was like, nah, you're going to have to go to some little corner store or something to find that. Like, poor man. That poor man was just trying to get lit, man. Come on, man. On a, on a budget. And I guess he had Dude. nothing to do the next day after drinking that shit. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you're drinking that shit all the time, you it ain't going to mess with you like it would if we tried to nah. drink it. If we drank a bottle of that shit, we'd be dead forever. <laughs> Dude, that stuff is brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, I, I, honest to God, I, I don't know how people drink it. It's cheap. Don't well, I mean, you know. I you know drink it for the taste. It's like steel well, reserve. I mean, I remember being young and, and like, you and know, broke. Yeah, and it'd be <laughs> like that was the only option. But like, the older you get, you realize, man, that that stuff ain't good. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. I I don't I don't know if you are like this, but I even remember drinking like just just cheap rum. You know, even back in the nineties, and that same rum that if I if I tried to drink it now. Mixing it with a Coke or something like rum and Coke, I couldn't. I'd be like, this is disgusting. Give me some, yeah. give me some top shelf stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm so talking 30, about. So it is thirteen to eighteen percent alcohol by volume. It's not the alcohol by volume. It's just the it's the bottom of the barrel leftover crap. I know, but that's that's pretty potent, son. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna get. That ain't potent. I drink Hennessy straight. You kill me when you start throwing this 5, 6, 12, 13. How much is That's Hennessy not... per volume? Not I don't that know. much, huh? I don't know what the proof of Hennessy is, but I drink Hennessy straight. You you got you have a job, too. I don't go to work drunk. I don't know what your point is. What are you trying to say? That fool. Funny for Hennessy, so he's got to drink Thunderbird. This ain't about Thunderbird. I'm you. You were talking. We were talking about the what proof Hennessy is. Bro, I hate you so much. I, think I brought Hennessey- it up because it's Thunderbird is is bought because it's strong and for cheap. the price. Yes. Right. We should get them to sponsor the show. You should. Hennessy is eighty proof, by the way. Gallows Wineries Thunderbird Wine. I saw that. Once known for its low price and high alcohol content, has been reborn and rebranded. Bull crap. Yeah. We should get them to be a sponsor, bro. But but instead of its what's this citrusy flavor of your <laughs> the wine now comes in three flavor. They got Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Red Blend, and Cabernet. I believe that's Cabernet. Whatever, bro. I don't drink this <laughs> shit. Who who makes it? Who makes it? Because Thunderbird. Gallo. Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows. Gallo Gallo is good, it's, good, it's Good Brothers 1. Gallo and what? Just Gallo? What's this? I can't find them on Twitter. I was going to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Har- Harper, you ever, you ever drink Bones Farm back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the little girls used to drink that shit. It was like Kool-Aid with with fucking knockout juice in it. Mm. Mad Dog? 
Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much. I think everybody who's listening to this show right now, you should drink that nonsense. Yeah. Mickey's. Mickey's. Mm. And they got the little stupid riddles on the bottle caps. What would you, what would you, man, if I drink a 40 of Mickey's right now, I wonder what I'd feel like. Oh, not yeah. good. <laughs> Bad decisions. That's yes. back, to, back to normal. Oh, the shaking would stop. <laughs> <laughs> Feel steady finally. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we ready to talk some Saturday night? Why? Yeah. Let's just. Man, you know what this was like? Last week was that 13 minute episode, was like a snow day. This was like the day in June when you think you ought to be out of school and you got to go to school because you had to. You're breaking up again because of what? Hold on. I got to get a beer. Okay. While Doc is uh, getting a beer, we open uh, this week's episode from, from September 16th of 1989. We got Ron Simmons uh, in the ring. Um, <laughs> the opening of the show is actually clipped off. So we go straight to the ring where Corny and JR are on commentary together. Ron Simmons is going to defeat Rick Ryder. Sir, Rick Ryder. Doc, any thoughts on Ron versus uh, Rick Ryder? Who's not, doesn't look bad. He just. He's just short. Yeah, he's short. And Ron's kind of, Ron is so jacked. Uh, The guy's just really small. Get him. Yeah, he's getting him. I thought Ryder had a decent look. It's just, he's a little short and he's he's got a bald spot. Yeah. But he's. This he's is his bad. debut, and he's. This is his debut. He's going to be around for a while. I did some looking. Um, Corny's back on color after the Wahoo experiment, and I don't know if you noticed this during the match because the match went on for a while. Simmons mm-hmm. was doing a ton of talking to the crowd. Yeah, he's yapping. He's talking yeah. some noise, talking some smack. Uh, he's white boy. He's fling. He he he. He beat this poor dude up pretty much too. I mean, it wasn't Ronnie Garvin esque, but you know, Ron was he wasn't he wasn't teabagging him like Ronnie Garvin does. Come but on. He, well, what I mean, teabagging. You know, what do you mean when Ronnie Garvin was handing out chin nuts? I mean, what? I'm not telling a lie. Anyway, uh, Ron Ron was doing some yapping, and Ron beat this beat this guy's ass. It's, it's just funny kind of watching this because we, we just saw, what was it, two weeks ago, Doc, Ron with Sheik, and now we're seeing. Yeah. Um, we're seeing this. and There's a lot of guys. We need to know where they are. We did a pre-show that answered that Bill Irwin is still here. We hadn't seen Bob Orton. I missed the Sheik. That's true. I, I forgot about. Damn, Ooh. that's true, huh? Where the fuck well, are those assholes been? Barry Windham's the Widowmaker over in WWE. That sounds like a live stream for uh, Silva and Lance. Well, in, on Silva February, and Lance can tell you where everybody is at any moment. On February 17th at 8.47, Steve Kern signed his WWE contract to become Skinner. <laughs> You're an asshole. You know that? You really are. <laughs> yeah, not... right, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. Ah, uh, that man! That hey, man, man is filled you, in you before wanna, for you when you couldn't make it, and and that's how you. If you, you don't want to get made fun of, get your ass off the JV team. That's all I'm saying. Okay, 
Doc, any other thoughts on Simmons uh, versus Rick Ryder here? Uh, rare that we see Nick Patrick without a mustache, I guess. But That's true. But it is what it is. All right. Well, let's go to Ron Man. Simmons. He's with Corny. Ron Simmons says something here that you shouldn't say in a promo. See if you can pick it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just seen another victory for Ron Simmons, but it doesn't seem like it was a very popular victory as far as these fans are concerned. There certainly seems to be a, a definite, distinctive change coming over you, sir. No, there's no distinctive change on me. The only thing that's distinct is that finally you get to see the real Ron Simmons. Do you think I gave a heck about what those people thought about me in Florida State when I was under that helmet? Brother, I was out there to maim and to kick butt. And if any man on this earth is capable of doing that, it's me. And you know why? Look, I'm not out here to talk about myself. Oh, yes, yes, I am out here to talk about myself. You know why? Because I can do it. I've accomplished more in my lifetime than a man that lived to be 80 years old will ever do. I made Florida State University. I'm a full-time All-American. I am a Heisman Trophy candidate, brother. You're looking at a legitimate athlete here. I could give less than two cents what these punks and pansies think about me because I make my way in this world, not them. I never beg none of them to cheer and come out here and whoop and holler for me. I don't care if they ever show up to the matches or not. And you know mm. something else? Finally, Pandora, you can open up the box now and let the demon out. I'm going to revolutionize this sport before I'm done. Word. All right, fans, comments from Ron Simmons, and we'll be back with Scott Steiner in action right after this timeout. Okay, Doc, which one is it? I don't care if you buy a ticket or punks yes. and pansies. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a great promo up until that line, but that line was, yeah, don't say this. Uh, he's a heel. I mean, you yeah, never hear. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, right, Harper? Heels can get away with a lot of stuff on, yeah. on promos that baby faces can't. I well, can't stand the fucking camera. It's the logo should always. If I'm just turning <laughs> this on, I don't know what the fuck that says. It's also a different background than it used to be with the yeah. red and yellow behind it. They should color it in. We don't stick with nothing in this promotion anymore. I'm waiting for Doc Stock Talk to start talking about brand management here. The logo should be on the TV now, somewhere uh, like at the bottom. We need our logo to be in 14 point font with only this type of font. And so that's you know the, exactly what the fuck you're watching. Here's the bad part about what we're commenting here. Okay, one is the background of with Corny and and Jr where you can't really see the logo as they're on commentary. They throw it to a replay uh, uh, from the Freebirds defeating the Steiners at the last clash. Doc and I didn't talk about this, but to Harper's point, the main ring skirt that's, you know, facing the hard camera, yeah, it's just a blue nothing. ring skirt. So, like, this is a clash that, you know, it maybe should say Clash of the Champions, but I guess they didn't want to spend money on that. I that's don't know. That's fucking bullshit. This is... I I don't understand <laughs> those why coors like, but but look, Harper, those coors ring uh, post skirts are pretty cool. Nobody yeah. grew before long, but to Harper's point, they should the the ring skirt should have said, you know, something. But it, it doesn't. At least say WCW on TBS. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, wrestling, JR Wrestling Network. JR and Corny throw it to a replay of the Freebirds defeating the Steiners at the last clash. If you want to hear Doc and I talk about that at length 
and what may have happened with Robbie Green, Robin Green, I'm sorry, and Missy mm, Hyatt Missy, costing the Steiners Missy, the. Uh, Jesus Christ, she that's the best she ever looked Harper right there. God damn it, Harper. She comes, she comes out at the clash, walks down the aisle. Doc had multiple orgasms. He was, oh. he was, he was blowing loads like Steven Javorski blew loads when the Steelers beat or uh, lost to the Browns the other night. Oh, when no. Missy came out. Yeah, when Missy came out, Doc could not stop ejaculating. Sorry, I mean I'm just mm. being real. Um, but anyway, they show the controversy with Robin Green and Missy, and who may have cost. The Steiners, the victory when Scott Steiner stumbled into Michael Hayes and got DDT'd. We then go to the next match, which is Scott Steiner. He's got Rick Steiner out there with him, but he's also got Robin Green out there. No Missy Hyatt. I want to point that out. Scott's going to defeat Gene Ligon. Uh, Gene Ligon, he's aged a lot since we last saw him. Yeah. Um, I've got a soundbite to to play at the 1035 mark, Doc. Do you want to say something while I get that queued up? Liggins looked old before. He looks old now. Okay, he kind of look looks like... What? He looked a little older to me, but go ahead. He kind of looks like what Bond Scott from ACDC might have looked like in 1989. <laughs> if, he, if he was still living. <laughs> yeah. They got a new album out. Really? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Well, it's ACDC. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, exactly. So I'm they've, been making off the, they've been making the same shit for 48 years or 46 years, and it's fucking awesome every time. You know what I love about them is that you always know what to expect from them. Yes. I'm going to piss off like Nick, uh, Judge Nick Fawcett out there and Steven Javorski and even Chris, uh, Chris Zahai and uh, David Jordan, all those uh, Hall of Fame Patreon members out there. Who the heck's ACDC? Uh, wait, wait, what? Come on. <laughs> you're just being a fucking dick now. That's he's he's working. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Okay. What? You're gonna <laughs> let your kid go up there with Rick Steiner and I mean Rick's a good guy. Hang out Rick's on the ru- the ring apron. I've got a timestamp to play uh, play something here, so let me see. On uh, I think I know what this is. I didn't I didn't note it, but I, now that I'm rewatching it, I know. Here here it is. Listen to Jr. and Corny speculate about uh, who tripped or why Steiner may have stumbled uh, at the clash and costing them the match. In front of me, I believe I would get any close to any dangerous situation. Oh my God! Okay, actually, that's not what I wanted to. That's not what I had, but the note was because Scott Steiner doesn't hook the top rope as Bobby Blaze always would say, and he flies through the ropes as he's about to hit the ropes. Dude. Oh, bro, bro, <laughs> fucking Luke did that once. It was fucking hilarious. We all laughed at him. Dude, that's why they tell you to drop that front arm, that arm over the top rope. Then he made kicking a, him too. Someone Jesus made like a little video of it with with the with the uh, the Monty Python fucking music playing because <laughs> he fell through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one of those things where you laugh once you see that the guy's not dead. Yeah. All right. Um, you see the so one anyway. when fucking Akeem did it. I think it was. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he falls through. He busted his ass. Wasn't it him? It was him. It was like a tag match. It was him and yeah, Boss Man. It was the Twin Towers or whatever. 
they were called. Yeah. Yeah. He falls through. Man. And he's such a big dude when he falls. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> Bloop. It's easy to do if you don't hook the top rope. That's why yeah. I tell you hook the top rope. Uh, Scott took that nasty fall, but, um, you know, uh, Scott's going to end up winning this match. Doc, any other thoughts? What the fuck? Frankensteiners don't finish it. He he, he fucking kicked out. Well, Every, his feet are too close to the fucking ropes anyway. Everything was airtight, brother. Um, I don't like Missy not being in being in at ringside. That's some bullshit. Me neither. Missy's mad. Missy's mad. They're blaming her for what happened. Well, Missy has every right to. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah, who's Short right? Breaker. Um, give me thirteen forty eight. I think it's the finish. God, God, this guy's fucking unstoppable. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad they show it from the other side I don't think it's as bad as you think but it didn't finish it Jesus Christ yeah so what Hopper said oh my god to if you're a patron you'd be able to see it on the Patreon video Scott Diner, Steiner does an over the over the head belly to belly and I mean there's an angle where we look at it where it damn near looks like Ligon lands on his head. He doesn't, but, but it looks... No, they show it the other way, and Ligon actually... Did... Oh, no. Here it is. Is that not it? No. No, that was that was the actual finish. Yeah. That yeah. one was fine. It was the one before that where you're like, God damn, he... So Steiner did three finishers to pin, it, to, to pin Gene Ligon. Well, Gene's yeah. a tough guy, you know? And then he fell through the ropes. Yeah. Oh, shit. There it went. He got over. He got over. It, yeah, it, it looked it worse. Still, it was a hair uh, nasty. But all right, Doc. Any other thoughts? Three finishers to finish off the great Gene Ligon. <laughs> uh, that's right. Okay. All right. So on that note, we're gonna go to Scott Steiner now. He's going to uh, cut a promo. He's out there with Robin Green, and he's got his brother too. Here it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this past Tuesday night has come and gone, but a lot of controversy still surrounds. I oh, like that. Uh, I like it pretty good. good. I'm losing my train of thought here. I got an interview to conduct. Okay. I got one track mind here. Remember what you were thinking about? I sure okay. do. I know what you're thinking about. <laughs> That's right, Jim Ross. Did you get tripped? That's what I'd like to I know. Tell you, there was a lot of controversy surrounding the end of that match where we had three birds. You know, a lot of fingers were pointed. A lot of people said I was tripped. You know, I looked at all the film from all different angles and I saw nothing. You know, professional sports. No matter if it's baseball, football, or basketball, everybody trips, everybody falls. So, Freebirds, you better count your blessings. Because me and my brother were this close to becoming a World Tag Team Champs. We are this close to coming to reach our goal. It won't happen again, Jim. But let me say one thing. Next time I step in that ring, I will never, ever trip again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, apparently there was no trip, according to Scott Steiner. We'll be back with more right after you hear this. All right, Doc, thoughts on Scott right there. Scott just told his brother, look, you're slid over there. Trip me once. I'll let it slide, but don't let it happen again. You're yeah. slit? What's that mean? Yeah, what's that supposed to mean? Oh, but... that's what a woman wears, like, under their dress. Yeah. So you can't see through it. Right. He said slip. Oh. I, th I thought you said slit, because, you know, you have a one-track mind. 
What's that one track on? The best part of that promo was the beginning with Rick <laughs> messing with JR. <laughs> trying to get JR to pop and JR was <laughs> JR was cracking up. Yeah, but they just got hosed out of the world tag team belts. I kind of wish they would have been a, he would have a little bit more serious there. He's special. How serious do you want him to be at this point? Yeah. That's he ain't that special. He's got woman on his side. Okay, hold on. He is that special in the reason he's blinded. And she's taking advantage of special people. Well, that's exactly what's happening. He's blinded by That's you nice. Know, what she's got. How's that any different than how you treat the special people that attack you, Barbara? Whatever. I don't take advantage of special people. You stretch that one. <laughs> that dude, for anybody who's not a patron, there is an episode of Harper being attacked by a special person at Wildcat. <laughs> and I just want to say one thing from that episode that you need to go listen to. That special individual, we're not making fun of him, but that person told Harper, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what did he say, Harper? You're dead. Like, I forgot it, something like that. I'm going to kill you or something. And he was fucking choking me. He was trying to kill Harper. He was, he was legit fucking choking me. <laughs> like, a, like a fucking chokehold. Did he have special strength? Come on, you see? Luke, Luke texted me. Luke never texts me during a show or right after a show. <laughs> Luke texted me ten minutes after it happened. Bruh, Harper got attacked by a special person. <laughs> and then, yeah, like in the background, I could just see him in the back just laughing. And thirty minutes later, I see, I see the picture online. And then Harper called me a little later. I was like, bro, I already know. Luke texted me. <laughs> the funny, funniest part was he told Harper he was going to kill him. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> All right, we'll keep the show moving. JR and Jim Cornette throw it to a replay of Sting and Flair versus Muda and Slater. You can hear us review that show at tinyurl.com. Um, the class show at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. In short, if you're watching on the video version of this, patrons, Funk tried murdering Flair uh, when he put a plastic bag over Ric Flair's head. They really did a good job with this, in Doc and I's opinion. But again, we reviewed that on the Clash special. So, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, did you have any closing thoughts before we go to Gary Hart and Terry Funk? We need to hear from them. We do, after... You told me, you told me specifically... No, I I know that's no, why. No, you I just... told me specifically. We did the clash. Harper's lazy ass couldn't make it. Yeah, I don't right. want to sit there on Wednesday night when we record and talk about the clash again. If he can't make it, he has to watch it on his own. You yeah, that's why great... fucking grocery stores don't 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 want to use uh, plastic bags anymore. <laughs> why? Because I mean, what you just saw. They all use plastic bags. Because Terry Funk. Choked Ric Flair? Yeah, 30 years ago. Okay. Well, we got to hear from Gary Hart and Terry Funk because of what went down at the clash. Here it is. Gentlemen, we have relived that near tragedy once again. And if you'll all bear with me, I'd like to read to everyone, especially Mr. Funk, Mr. Hart, this telegram that I received before we went on the air from Jim Hurd. Please listen. 
Since the purchase of World Championship Wrestling by Turner Broadcasting Systems, the executives in charge of World Championship Wrestling and TBS have been aware that rivalries and feuds are a part of professional wrestling and have exercised leniency in letting the individuals involved settle their own affairs. However, the actions taken by Terry Funk go far beyond the guidelines of the sport, beyond the standards we demand of our wrestlers. We are interested in providing exciting wrestling for all of our fans, but Terry Funk's attack will not be tolerated. Terry Funk is hereby suspended indefinitely from wrestling in the National Wrestling Alliance and will not compete in any event under our auspices. It is signed Jim Hurd, Executive Vice President, World Championship Wrestling. How long am I suspended for? Indefinitely. How does you, how does this herd or this idiot have the right to suspend me? He can't suspend me. Why doesn't he suspend Ric Flair? Look what? what for what? I'll show you what for. This is a legal document he's suspended as of right now. He is not only suspended, they are asking for a hundred thousand dollar fine. Do you think for one second heard that we are going to take this lane down? Do you think that we are not going to institute some kind of litigation? Do you think that you are going to protect Ricky Flair's annex by destroying this man's elbow? Let me show you something. Am I supposed to go ahead and sit there and take that look at my arm? What about Flair? Get a close-up of that! What about when he repeatedly beat me in the arm with the branding iron? Look at that! And now you expect me to apologize and pay a $100,000 fine? No way! Yes, I bagged him, yes! And the intent was there, and yes, I would do it again! Don't you kids ever do anything like that! Don't ever do anything like that. All right, well, right now, officially, he is suspended indefinitely. For how long is it? Indefinitely. This is my livelihood. This is how I... You brought it on yourself, fans. We are running out of time. The suspension is going to stand. We'll be right back. By the way, $100,000 in today's money is 208000 uh in 2021 of today's money. So that's a sizable fine i would say doc what are your thoughts on this i loved it because i love funk at the beginning was smug and then as the telegram was being read you could see his his expressions change which is awesome then you know dude his his elbows fucked up huh yeah 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 it and it makes you to me it makes you really think like holy crap when they did that spot with the branding iron is that when that happened, or maybe did it happen another time that we're just not privy to? Because, I mean, to our knowledge, that's the first time we're seeing the elbow. There's nothing more white trash than one of those dangly earrings back in the day, huh? Yeah, that looks fucking terrible. Is, yeah, awesome. That's beyond white trash. What the fuck's that supposed to be? I don't know, but what's beyond white trash? What the fuck? It fucking looks like fishing tackle. I know. <laughs> that's exactly what. <laughs> it looks like a spin 
Hunter Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's my last thing. Was he told to say kids don't do this at home, or did he realize he just admitted to wanting to kill Ric Flair and thought he needed to maybe tell kids not to kill each other? I don't think I don't he's know, told I, anything, I, bro. You think the TBS made him say that? Uh, I don't. I mean, he. I don't think so. I mean, he got a lot of stroke. I mean, if you think about it. I mean, I know he hadn't been here that long, but. I don't I don't think so, Doc. I mean, these things aren't scripted back then, so you know, I just think that's just what he said. I don't I just think that's what came to mind. Okay. But I like seeing the elbow because the elbow really is bruised and messed up. And he should be outraged. Uh hundred yes, hundred grand. Hundred grand is a lot in more importantly, suspended indefinitely. I'm assuming it's suspended without pay, but who knows? However, we got to see where this leads to because now that means, well, I mean, it seemed like it, Flair and Funk were eventually on a collision course, but right now, well, we'll see what happens. But, you know, he tried to murder him, stopped the murder on TV, put a bag over Flair's head. So I guess this is to, to be expected. Hopper, anything else before I keep going? No. So they go to a video package. They show the footage again of when Johnny Ace was put out of action by the New Zealand militia when Ace's uh, jaw or face was damaged. With and a then, canteen. By a what? Say it again. A, a canteen. By a canteen. <laughs> I thought it was by another shrimp on the bobby. Yeah. Those, those, those fucking canteens could be dangerous. Yeah. They run out of water and you're in a desert. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got have a, a fucking license to have one now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, so after the video package of the replay, uh, when he was hit with a canteen, we go to the next match, and we got the dynamic dudes who are going to defeat Agent Steel and Joe Cruz. The dudes come out to wipe out. Yeah. Um. Doc, is it? Is it the the? The original one or like the Fat Boys one? It was the Fat Boys one. That's awesome. I guess. <laughs> I don't know, Doc. I'm... Here's I got the thing. I, I got a question with... for you. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Was Joe Cruz a, a Smoky Mountain guy? Uh, I can't remember. No, I don't think so. Okay. Let's see him Not again. The... God, I mean, look at that day glow shit. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Just terrible. The hat. Rip them off. Rip them off. Mm. Smell them. Throw them out to the girls who throw them back. What I hate about the dude so much, well, not what I hate about the dude so much, but what, I, what what's about to come is we're getting ready to enter the time period where Corny is going to be their advisor. And the dudes in the Midnight Express, and oh god, there's actually a couple funny moments in it, but it's just I remember Corny talking about this when he talked about '89, and let's just say he wasn't all that interested in doing this. Uh, but anyway, the dudes are gonna win, obviously. Doc, thoughts on this? Can I get twenty five, twenty two? 
Well, we're coming right up on it here. So let's see. We're at 25-16. Johnny, Johnny Ace. Here it comes. <laughs> uh, all right. Johnny Ace, everybody. The dudes. God. Would you like to explain to people what he just did? Well. And let's see it again. He, so they do this spot where Johnny Ace whips Shane Douglas one side of the ring and just Joe Cruz guys on the outside and Johnny Ace's job is to pull the top rope down so Douglas can more easily leapfrog and get over the top rope. And Johnny Ace does pull the top rope down, but in the process of doing so, he falls face first into the second. And that is how you break a nose, everybody, just so you know, because that cable maybe, is strong. Maybe woman tripped him. Maybe yeah. Woman tripped him. Um, but anyway, I, I, I can't find any reason to get in into this. It, it's a total dude. They're just pointless. And wait till we watch or we do Halloween Havoc, Doc, when they are booed out the fucking building. Philly. <laughs> and the Freebirds are cheered. <laughs> it's Who was it's Agent Steel. Because, I mean, we've been seeing him for a while. I thought we talked about this last week, Doc. Didn't we? Did mm. we? Yeah. Go ahead and tell him who he is. I don't remember. Gene Al Green? No. Oh, that's right. I don't remember what happened last week. Well, we've seen him. We've actually seen this guy since 88. He's been there for a while now. Yeah. That's, well, that's great. Yeah, that's Gene Anderson's son. Oh, I thought it was Dixie Dynamite. No, it's not Scott. Come on. Don't insult Scott like that. All right, let's go now to the Dynamic Dudes. I'm playing this because Corny's involved in this. Our first opportunity to speak with the Dynamic Dudes, Jim Cornette says he's got an announcement. I know I've got an idea to surprise us. Well, you know what it is? is I was like a lot of the other people. When I first saw Johnny and Shane, I looked at the funny colored shorts and I looked at the skateboards. I said, these guys are going to be a flash in the pants. But then I watched them wrestle. Their first big match in the NWA, they beat the Samoan SWAT team. They had all kind of great wins under their belts. And then all of a sudden, Johnny was sidelined with the broken cheekbone. Well, last week, Johnny and Shane came to me and said, we're healed up 100%. We want to get back in the NWA. And we wondered, Jim Cornette, you've had more success than any other manager in wrestling at managing tag teams. Would you manage us? Well, now, now let, me get, let me get something straight. I don't manage anybody but the Midnight Express. But you see, I see something in these two guys that I only see in the Midnight Express. They don't just do one thing better than anybody else. They do everything well. And that's what's kept the Midnight Express on top of the tag team world for six years now. Consistency. They do everything well. And I think when the Freebirds, when the Road Wars, when the Midnight, all the top teams have had their day. I think these guys are going to be right there to take their place. A year, two years, three years, whatever. The Dynamic Dudes are going to be one of the top tag teams in professional wrestling. So from now on, in all the arenas, on television, I'm going to be the Dynamic Dudes advisor. Anything I can do to help them, brother, that's exactly what I'm going to do because I got faith in them and I want to see the future of tag team wrestling go straight up to the top. And I know if they turn out to be half as good as I think they're going to, then a lot of people are going to be surprised, brother. And we'll see advisor James Cornette's team, the Midnight Express, in one moment. Oh, that had to hurt Corny right there, talking about uh, be, not only being their advisor, but just making them sound like a million bucks. <laughs> Doc, your thoughts? Man, I wrote down, did Corny lose a bet backstage? <laughs> yeah, really, huh? 
Poor guy. Oh, God. I mean, he, look, I mean, I'm, we're not, we're not well, making Is there up. anything more corporate wrestling than let's take a really bad idea and double down on it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he spoke at length and in detail about this angle that's about to happen. And um, you can listen to, I'm telling you, go to his 88, 89 or 89, 90 omnibus that he does. He gives a lot of details about this and this is just, uh, yeah. Uh, now there are some funny moments there. I, I'm, I don't want to sound hypocritical. We're going to get into it as this develops. There are some funny moments that happen, especially with Stan Lane and Johnny Ace that are going to make us pop. But the actual business of corny being their advisor and still managing the midnight yeah, let's just say that's not giving five stars, brother. <laughs> and that's what I got. Harper, do you have any thoughts about this? It, it just doesn't match. Nope. Didn't it feel weird seeing him with a different tag team? Him with Johnny Ace just seems absurd. That's yeah. my disconnect moment. Because, I mean, we saw him manage the rock and roll in Smoky Mountain. And that wasn't that weird to be honest because of right, how they but did the this angle. Is weird. But this is very weird. I mean, Doc, what do you think when when Harper says that? It does it seem weird to see them advise. Didn't he do magic? some he did some things with like Rip Oliver, I thought, in world class. Yes. Oh well Rip was but but no no hold on. Let me correct you. It wasn't that he did things with Rip Oliver. He managed the Midnight there, Dennis and Bobby, but they they teased a couple times like with um, you know, the three of them, Rip in the Midnight going for like the six-man titles and whatnot. Mm. But even that was not out of character because ultimately even then, he was still just managing the Midnight in World right. Class. It wasn't I like he No, this he, is you know. this is goofy. I just. Like, why does he need to be doing that? I, 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 I've joked a lot about Douglas, but this is not an indictment on him. This gimmick is just stupid. Like, I feel like when I see them that I'm looking at Spud McKenzie. And, but I feel like Spud's, Spud McKenzie was a couple years before this. It's like they were no, out of place. Was, McKenzie. was it during that same? This is 89? Yeah. Spud McKenzie was a thing? Yeah. It just feels, it doesn't feel timely. It almost got that, it's got that Glacier Nitro feel to it. Like, just, okay, I get the gimmick, but that was a few years earlier is my point. But I guess not. I don't know, man. It just, uh, yeah, we beat that horse to death. Doc, any other thoughts before we keep going? No, I just, yeah, what the fuck? The Midnight Express defeats Scrap Iron Ford and Robbie Idol. Doc, any thoughts? Well, Ford is now Scrap Iron. <laughs> I thought Idol, you know, Idol is new. He's got a good look, but good Lord, he is terrible in the ring. He can't run the ropes. Yeah. He I looks do. like the guy that you just would not want your daughter to date at all the he guy with the like, fucking camaro with the fucking molly crew blasting out of it 
that's going to show up at the Nirvana show two years later and wonder why everybody wants him to to get get the fuck out. Yeah. He's got two oh, kids. Stand and, stand and connect with that. Go back and rerun that. Yeah. He's got, he's got two kids. He doesn't take care of either one of them. He sits right. at the bar, drinks beer, but he can solve all the world's problems too. And this guy just screams convicted felon. I mean, this gimmick looks great. I said that too. Mike didn't like him, but I like this guy. Yeah. I, he's he growing up, man. He's, uh, he looks like he looks like I mean, he's going to storm fucking Capitol Hill. Come on. <laughs> he ain't got no zip ties on him. Come on. He looks like... I didn't like him at first when Doc was like, yeah, hey, he's got a look. We were talking about how his look. But, I mean, he's he's almost got like a... He's got a Terry Funk, but a Briscoe, like a, a Mark and Jay Briscoe kind of look to him, too. Yeah. I'm not comparing him to him, but... Kind of a Hercules Hernandez with... Out the roids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without the roids. That's a good way to put it. But he's he's all right. I mean, he's fine. He's like if Hercules Hernandez and Killer Tim Brooks had a baby. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Right, we'll keep going. Up next, we got the Z-Man. Who that's defeats, right, baby. Who defeats Mike Awesome. It's about time. Mike Awesome versus the Z-Man. Now, now, everybody out there, Doc and I talked about the Z-Man's debut on our last Clash special. That aired last week, so you can get that at tinyurl.com slash BTT and hear us talk about the Z-Man's debut. Doc, any thoughts on the Z-Man versus Mike Awesome here? I feel like this is how he should have debuted. You want to explain that? He messed around with the Cuban assassin. He was had far more like aggressiveness here. I don't. I won't pin it on him. You know, he probably was told you got seven minutes. Go out there, and that's what he did. But well, I agree. It, it let was, me tell you it, something. In this match, the Z Man threw a spike pile driver on Mike Awesome that did not finish the match. Everything was airtight, brother. Here it is. Here it ah, well, you know, Mike Awesome's got that. Got that. Didn't finish it. Damn, he picked them up right after it too. Yeah. Yeah, they're killing the business. He they didn't got, even go. He, he got slow the fuck down, bro. It's a guy. Let this shit register. Come on, Z man. Dude, he's Harvard's right. He's moving fast, man. He's not letting anything register. Dude, he I'll... he spiked pile driving to me. Picked him up, Harper. It's like it's a race. <laughs> he's like, I gotta get this shit done. <laughs> I got more coke to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's messed up. Come on. What? I have well, a question here. Yeah. I wonder why or does it I guess it's not a question, it's an observation. I wonder why no well, I kind of know the answer. But I wonder why nobody at WCW didn't look at Mike Awesome and kind of pulled the same thing that they did when Dusty saw Big Bubba. Yeah, that's true, huh? Because Awesome's a big bastard. I mean, you'd have needed somebody like Flair at this point to do that, or Sullivan. Yeah. And if they're just involved in, or they got their head and minds on other things, then it's not going to happen. I mean, I think Dusty, the whole thing with Big Bubba, it's almost, it was almost like luck, too. And remember, 
The thing with Big Bubba, I think that uh, we've always heard Corny say was Tully did the get did the the whatchamacallit suplex with him, and that's what like made Dusty go, hold on. That big bastard did that move. You know, that's not easy. I mean, Tully's got to muscle him up. But hold on, we might be able to do something here. And I think that's what he said got his attention. Okay. But I agree. Mike Awesome, I mean, that's a big bastard, dude. <laughs> Ten years later, he's doing shit that would just... God. Bro, when he had those matches in ECW with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tanaka, oh dear God, yeah, like that was those are criminal. You know, watching it back then, we were full of piss and vinegar because we were young and in our twenties, and we were like, "Oh my God, this is great, dude!" You watch that now. I've said this before on the show. That's sad to watch. You feel like you're watching just dudes murder them, murder each other. Yeah, what's that about it? That's true, huh? Those unprotected. Now you're like, dude, just stop. Yeah, you, you you watch those unprotected chair shots, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, no. And brother, stop. you got to get your hands up. Brother, put your <laughs> Isn't hands that what up, you were brother? told? Ice Man King Parsons, put your hands up, brother. Nuh-uh, brother, don't let them hit you in the head like that. <laughs> Who was them, the whiteies? Just anybody, man. Oh. Don't take an unprotected <laughs> chair shot. I put my hand up, brother. Uh-uh. No, sir. All right, let's go to Paulie Dangerously in the Danger Zone. They look at me, they say, Paulie Dangerously! You psycho yuppie, you! You're the most paranoid man of professional wrestling today! Well, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean the whole world's not against you! I walk around, I live in a world where people burn the flag of their own country. I walk around, I live in a country where the right-hand man to the heavens above gets carried out in handcuffs and says, please don't do this to me! I live in a world where the son of a streetwalker hosts world championship wrestling. But what does everybody here at Center Stage, what does everybody on TBS worry about? They worry about the future of Paulie Dangerously without the SSD. They worry about the future of a guy that gets his clothes ripped off by Jim Carnett. They worry about the future of a guy that they never gave a damn about to begin with. You people are going to have to learn sooner or later that one way or another, this is going to be the year of living dangerously. That this is going to be the era of the dangerous alliance. That the danger zone rules supreme. That Paul E. dangerously and the dangerous alliance and Wall Street will rule professional wrestling. Whether it be by your good graces, whether it be by his good graces, whether it be by the good graces of these people here that come in and pay their hard-earned money with dirt underneath their fingernails, pigeons pecking at their feet because of their poverty-stricken, rat-infested urban reality. Paul E. Dangerously and the Dangerous Alliance 
are not through. Not by a long shot! Paul feed dangerously, and the Dangerous Alliance is alive and well! And I know just the way to make things happen. And I got just the right way to get it done. Okay, Doc, you got any thoughts on Paul E. right there? He was kind of all over the place, in my yes. opinion. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Especially when you know from The Clash, it appeared the SST and Paul E. may have gone their separate ways. Is it the kinda... well, is that Speaking of that, is this the first time he's mentioned the words, the Dangerous Alliance? On this show, I know for sure. I'm not sure if he said it on any others, but yeah, here. And the whole psycho yuppie thing probably does work in 89. It just seems so dated. Yep. Here. Yeah, I forget how much longer Paul E's around. Let me just put it out Uh-oh. there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There he is. Is that, when he get, is that when he gets upset with Flair or gets Flair upset? and When he throws the garbage can when he walked out the room 10 minutes after? What are y'all talking about? Explain, Doc. He, when he gets fired, he cuts a promo on something, and Flair fired him. Yeah, because he he uh, you ever heard Cornette talked about a million times? Yeah, man, come on, go listen to all his shows. What? <laughs> I know he's about to leave. I don't specifically remember the story. He was doing a promo, and he was saying he was trying to, to kind of entertain the the uh, smart fans. Oh, uh, okay. And say and and Flair was like, "Who the fuck does this guy think he is?" And when he gets back from uh, into the back, he's like, "You're done." He's like, "Okay, thank you." And he's like, "No, you're done. Don't fucking come back." <laughs> and fucking Flair, uh, I walked out the room, and then like like ten seconds later, uh, Paulie threw a garbage can where fucking Flair was standing. Tough guy. You never heard that? I, I've I've probably heard it, and it's somewhere in the back yeah, of my mind. And I'm sure you did. I mean, you know, there's there's a million things back there. The CTE is starting to catch up to me, so it's oh uh, shut uh, up, who are you fucking Rick Flair? Uh, <laughs> he's, gonna be in, he's gonna be sitting in his car one spring morning, chewing on the butt end of a gun. Wondering Jesus. where the hell am I? Okay, that's yeah. not going to happen. But <laughs> okay. Hey man, you if you're feeling that down, you call me. Okay. I'll make the, sure that uh, I call Sasha and tell her to fish you out of the car. The Tommy Rich is out there now taking on a uh, Dick Murdoch. This thing goes to a time limit draw. God. I felt so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I felt so bad for Murdoch here having to wrestle this buffoon. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, uh, this was very uneventful. That got him the the core sponsor? I wouldn't doubt it. I'm not going to say yes or no, but, you know, who knows? Remember in Smoky Mountain when fucking Murdoch was cutting a shirtless promo on a snowy balcony drinking (laughs) beer with that Indian Native American woman next to him? How great did I was like, man, that guy's living a dream. That was one of the iconic moments of Smoky Mountain. Dick Murdoch cutting a promo, 
It at was snowing right. at a ski lodge. I mean, you couldn't have timed that better with a Native American woman. It was phenomenal talking about coming into Smokey. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was great. That was some good stuff. Unfortunately, Murdoch is here dealing with Tommy Rich for 10 to 15 minutes in this match. Oh, my God. This was long. Oh, it was way too long. You know, they always do the smart fan match of the year or whatever. Is there any doubt that this was the most redneck match of 1989? <laughs> it got the redneck match of the year award for sure. Of the decade? It's Dick Murdoch versus Tommy Rich. It's Captain Redneck versus Tommy Rich. Hey! Hey! Me and Dick gonna go out there. We gonna put some asses in the seats. We gonna draw some money. Only thing you're drawing is flies, Tommy. That's nice. As Ricky Morton once said in the shoot interview, I won't say who he said it about, but motherfucker couldn't draw flies in a shit factory. I will say this. I'll spoil something that we did at the Clash. Tommy Rich put on his working boots at the Clash. Right, Doc? Oh, he worked his ass off with Luger. Dude, he worked his ass off. Luger's turned into the damn Ricky Steamboat of the WCW. Is he still around? Who? Steamboat? Mike and I bet on how long it would take you to, to, to mention that. No, right? He's been gone for a few weeks now, Hopper. I have. But does he come back? Yeah, but not now. Not. Yeah. Hopper, it's funny because you will at random moments ask, "Where the hell's this guy been?" <laughs> and it's a running joke on uh, with some of the listeners. Uh, well, I'll give you an example. You kept asking about somebody, and I don't remember who it was, and I kept. I kept saying, y'all just got to tweet Harper and tell him that. But you don't ever check Twitter. I don't, so. So you never see it. So we had a running bet this time. It wasn't really a bet. It's a figure of speech. We were waiting for you to ask about Steamboat. But, yes, he's gone. He is gone. Yep. Oh, this is when he goes to WWE with the with the the headdress and he's spitting fireballs and shit. The Komodo dragon and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I like he's... how I like how um, WCW is so worried about being the hillbilly Southern promotion. And look at his wrestling. shit. But they're but they've got these two guys wrestling, and they they tell us in this match, I think, that the ring announcer Rhubarb Rhubarb Jones just won the CMA Announcer of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they look like two fucking truckers fighting outside of a fucking diner. <laughs> you know, like outside of fuck Abilene, Texas or some shit. <laughs> you, you stole my hustler. Yeah. <laughs> you tried to hit on my girl. <laughs> I, told told Glenda, me you... I told you Glenda was through with you. She's with me now. <laughs> Get in the truck, sis. I don't want to. Get in the truck, sissy. You've never seen that, have you, Mike? No. 
That's Urban Cowboy. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm still laughing at Harper. (laughs) You leave leave Brenda alone. She's with me now. (laughs) She's with me. Y'all go to Gilly's tonight? (laughs) What do you mean she's with you? Want to go to Gilly's tonight? I seen that place. The original one. Mike, I don't know that you could ever pull off watching Urban Cowboy in your house. But it is a phenomenal movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. I mean, it's it's John Travolta as a cowboy in 1980. What else do oh. you want? And uh, he's very believable. Really? I'm yeah. From, I'm from Spur. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got no other thoughts on that, man. Bro, this, was, this was slow, but... It was very thing, long. Go back, but go back a couple of minutes, if you would, for me. Oh, what's a couple of minutes? Right there, gotta... right there. Okay. Just leave it. All right. Uh, you know, if we're going to get out of the studio and go to this place, maybe we should move some of these fans up top down below to fill in some of these seats. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed that they got those empty red seats. And yeah. we have 15 minutes in this match for me to really clue on in on these kinds of things. You know, so I don't know if y'all noticed, you can see it on this episode, but I think it's a pattern where they would turn, they would turn the lights down so you really couldn't see. That's but, fine, but empty seats like that in a, in a free taping looks Bush League. But well, what I was about to say was, uh, I guess you're right. I mean, they probably should move the people down. So can you give me 49-45 in this match? Forty nine, forty five. Well, let's go to forty nine, thirty eight. Here we All go. All right, I got, I got Murdoch overselling. Oh yeah, when he's yeah, he we saw this. He's. Uh, I don't. I got nothing from this man, and I like Murdoch. No, I it's awesome. Don't. But they're just—it's so just have slow. A little bit of fun out there. A little bit of fun. <laughs> I can hear these two putting this match together in the back. All right, brother, let's go out there and have a little fun, work slow, you know. I bet they didn't say down. a damn word about it. That's what I'm saying. Well, we just go out there, you know, do this, do that. But, yeah, we're, we're good, you know. They didn't I mean, call if you do spot. that, then I'll do this, and then we'll just see what happens. That's right. Okay, Doc, are I'll not, keep going. Are we, we're not going to talk about – we're not going to hear Tommy Rich's promo? Well, they – we were, but I'm 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 fast forwarding to the actual promo after they show the replay of Tommy Rich versus Luger. Cause you know what I'm okay. talking about, right? They they Yeah. So here's the thing. So you're telling me that Tommy Rich went out and put on his working boots. And he mm-hmm. did. He wrestled his ass off against Luger. He was good. And then his next match, he can't beat Dick Murdoch. So I guess his push is done. Well. So what happens when you like the cocaine, brother? I like the cocaine. I love the cocaine. You know, you know that song, Harper? Yeah. Buck Cherry. I like Buck Cherry. Well, so we saw a replay of Tommy rich losing to Luger at the clash. Let's go now to Tommy rich. This is after his match with Dick Murdoch. 
Well, I want to tell you something, Tommy. I was awful proud of the effort that you put forth on Tuesday night. I know it's great to be back home here in Atlanta, Georgia, before the home folks. You have nothing to be ashamed of. That match, it could have gone either way. And I think if you hadn't busted your hand, Jim Cornette pointed it out, you would be the next U.S. champion in the eyes of many. Well, you know what it amounts to? First of all, I'd like to thank all these people sitting out here tonight, you know. Because Tommy Rich, I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit different than Lex Luger. Tommy Rich, I remember how I got where I was at. And it's all of you people out there. And I thank God for each and every one of you, you know. I got three little baby girls myself. So kids is what it's all about. Now, Lex Luger, he's talking about Tommy Rich. You know, I was big and lean. Well, I'm slim and trim now, Lex Luger. And let me tell you something, Flex. Let me tell you something. I'm going to do it for my babies, and I'm going to do it for every one of them babies out there in the crowd. Because let me tell you something, Lex Luger. Your days are numbered. The U.S. heavyweight title, just like I said before. When Tommy Rich was a wildfire and TBS was TBS, the wildfire was here. Well, the wildfire's back, and I'm not here to play, Flex. I'm here to take that U.S. heavyweight title. I don't care where it's at. You better be ready, Flex. All right, thank you very much, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Congratulations, Tommy. Fans, we'll be back with more on the Superstation in a moment. Oh, he's drunk. Doc, your thoughts? That's not true. You were... You were cutting out. What's up? What's up? He's just a bum. I don't, I got Bruh, he was out Dodge there. Com- you, you got a lot of nerve. He was out there thanking the nice people, thanking the Lord, talking about his three baby girls, and you're out there just <laughs> running him down. I was waiting for him to say, I'm just here to be blessed and be a blessing. But he didn't go there. He's a dollar he's to the close, Buddy Landell. He's the closest thing we have to Ricky Morton right now. Oh, yeah. boy. Hey, Hopper, what were you what? about to say? You were about to comment. I know what you were about to say about that uh, right there. Is it a Dodge ad? It's not is a Dodge Chrysler? ad. It's a Chrysler uh, TBS college, college scoreboard. College football's. Oh, like a sports break? Oh, fuck, I would yeah. love to see what the We got to see how the Big is. 8 did. So, yeah. actually, I got I have the full episode of, of the 9-9-1989 episode, and they, I can show you that. Um, this th- from that week, not not this week, but from last week, because the original footage is on there, and it's the whole. They they go over the whole segment. It's with Craig Sager, and he breaks down. Oh, wow. on. Yeah, it's it's pretty lengthy. It's a few different segments, but yeah. Okay, Doc, let's go back to old, old crackhead here, the snow, the cokehead. Uh, what, what were you saying about him? He's just he cut a good promo there. I don't know what your problem is. Well, he, he he kept calling him Flex, right? Yeah, yeah. You think he you think he forgot it? His name was Lex. Wouldn't no, surprise it's me because he's all muscles. No, he's a drunk, and you know he probably did forget Hopper. he did it three times. Exactly. If you want to have faith that Tommy Rich knew what he was oh. talking about there, Doc, then then by all means, you keep taking up for him. What'd you say, old team? <laughs> he almost oh, fell I'd... off the ropes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pillman did. Any other thoughts, Doc? No. No. He gets mad when I talk about Tommy Rich. <laughs> we get a replay of Brian Pillman versus Eddie Gilbert. Pillman won, but it looked like Gilbert's foot was under the rope uh, during the pin. 
Um, Gilbert is going to come out to ring and have some words for Pillman. Gilbert says, I didn't agree with you winning last week with the refs not seeing my foot on the rope, but I want to challenge you for a match next week. So JR says, sounds like we got a main event for next week. And it is safe to say, or I can confirm, that the match that they show a replay of with Pillman and Eddie Gilbert was on the show that was only 13 minutes that we did last week. If you're a patron, I actually made an update about that episode from 9-9 of 1989, and you'll know that, uh, let's just say, you'll have access to that full episode. I'll leave it at that. Now, yeah. uh, Doc, any thoughts uh, after the match on, or I'm sorry, as we go to the next match, on Pillman defeating Bob Cook? I guess Gilbert's about to turn, huh? No spoilers here, brother, one way or another. Uh, aired. Well, your, your internet your internet is like Harper's internet tonight. You yeah. Are. You spectrum ass. Jesus. Uh, we're having problems over here tonight. I ain't gonna lie, it's been happening all day. Mm. I don't know what you want me to do. Nothing. I mean, you're hanging tight. It's cool. Uh, any other thoughts on Pillman and, and Cook, though, besides what you just said? Um, at some point in this match, Corny made a joke and then said, I guess that's why they – I guess they don't call me Corny for nothing. Yeah, I had that note, but I don't have a timestamp. Here's what I noticed about this match. Pillman took longer to beat Bob Cook than he did Norman at the Clash. But don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> Airtight, brother. Airtight. I agree. And him and Norman didn't have a bad match. That's not the critique here. I don't know, man. You know, you got so many minutes to fill, and it, that's what it's that's what it's all about. But he yeah. did take a while. Yeah, all but right. Pillman's on the way up. You can see it, man. Oh, he's on the way up for sure. It's it's he's he's damn near there, to be honest with you. We're on the cusp of something, I don't say great, but yeah, he's he's come in in short order, made a very big impact. On that note, we do need to go to Lex Luger, because cocky heel Lex Luger is really good. Here it is. A short while ago, I made the statement that I have become bored with the competition in the NWA. There's a reason for that. I have always had the greatest physical tools of any wrestler in the NWA. I always had the highest level of intelligence, the most articulate man in the NWA. The only thing missing was ring experience and ring intelligence. Well, now it has all come full circle. What that has made the total package Lex Luger is absolutely invincible. I am on a plane by myself so far above the rest of the competition. I am the premier wrestler in this sport today. Make no doubt about it. My disposal of Tommy Rich, former NWA champion, just reinforces what I'm saying. Where is my competition out there? I'm looking for it. I seek it. I'm going to make a statement right now. The U.S. heavyweight title is now the number one title in our sport today. Not because of the U.S. title, but because the man who wears it is the total package Lex Luger. Now I'm going to make a statement. Where are all our great present stars? There's a lot of young future stars out there. There's a lot of has-beens who still think they can do it, but the guys are supposed to be doing it. And I'm talking about Sting. 
I'm talking about the world champion, Ric Flair. Where are you? A total package Lex Luger thinks that they don't want to put their big reputations on the line. And what I'm saying is this. And I'm looking right at you, Flair, Sting, it doesn't matter who. I'm making a blanket statement from any top wrestler in NWA. If you think you can beat the total package, Lex Luger, I'm saying on Beatle, come out here and just shut me up and beat me one time. It's this is a Halloween Havoc plug. Doc, thoughts on that? What'd you think, man? I thought this actually had a really old school taped <laughs> I'm here. You, you disappeared. You had a, you, last thing we heard was old school taped, and then it went blank. Territory feel. I like the fact, and, and I've realized this. I like. Uh oh. <laughs> that sets him apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like the. You did cut out again. You like the fact. Keep going. That he's not yelling. I thought he was calculated. I thought he was good. Yes. He gets better and better and better and better. I am enamored, I guess is the words I'm looking for, by the fact that he just went out there and was like, I don't care who your champion is. I'm the number one person. You're ready to be be Tommy Rich and let him be Jim Barnett? I don't even get that reference. I don't. I don't even understand what you're saying. I get the reference, but I don't understand what you're saying. You're just falling in love with Lex Luger. Oh, I got you. Hi, real funny, funny guy. Yeah, okay. Harbor, you what'd you have from Lex right there? Fucking great. Yeah. How fucking great is he? What He's happened a- to What happened to Lex Luger? Well, Silva tried to tell Doc that Luger's 89 would be phenomenal, but Doc didn't want to listen because, you know, he can't, uh, he can't ever give anybody props. And sure enough, Silva was right. So you can eat your words, Doc. Thank you very much. We'll keep the show moving. Halloween Havoc plug because we got Halloween Havoc coming up within the next month and a half. So there you go. Going to have some big matches on that one. Another great pay-per-view in 1989. Tell you what, they got some great pay-per-views in 1989. If you want to listen to us, review them. You got to go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT to access that stuff. They then show an ad for the Clash of the Champions that is being replayed tomorrow that Doc and I reviewed. And then we go to the next match, which is the Skyscrapers who defeat Tim Parker and Luis Astia. Spivey gave a big boot to uh, Astia at the beginning of the match that caught nothing but air. And Spivey wasn't happy. Uh, Teddy Long gets on commentary and calls the Road Warriors the Road Runners, yada, yada, yada. Skyscrapers are going to win for obvious reasons here. Doc, any thoughts? Not a lot. I mean, I thought this show ended pretty slow. It does have a slow ending, but I mean. Man, uh, but look at Teddy's look. How do you like that? He's um still the parking attendant. Look at that boot. It just doesn't uh. even touch the guy. <laughs> Bobby tried to give that dude a big boot, and it did not touch the dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Teddy looks good. I like Teddy with his hat. Uh, Harper, you got anything from this, or I can keep going? You can keep rolling, man. This All fucking right. Sid looks fucking great, huh? I said it during the uh, 
Clash review, like you see him and he's exactly like you said, like he just stepped out of a Marvel comic book. It's like someone drew him. Yep. He looks phenomenal. All right, we keep moving. We go to the next match. We got Rick Steiner, who's got Robin Green and Scott Steiner with him. He's going to defeat Tommy Angel. Um, Doc is texting me because his shit is cutting out real bad. Doc, oh, hang with us. Yeah. We're almost done. I mean, we're at the very, we're getting to the end here. Uh, but I hear you. So, um, Tommy Young at the beginning of this match is is pointing Tommy Angel to where the camera is. Watch, watch this, Hopper. I don't know if we've lost Doc or not. Watch Let's when see. um, watch the introductions because Tommy Angel. Look, look at look at Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> he points and he says, "Hey, right there." Um, and that's that. So, anyway. I caught that at the very beginning. JR and Corny continue speculating on what happened to Scott Steiner and and was he tripped by the ropes or was it Missy or was it Robin Green? Uh, Doc is texting me saying he's got nothing more from the episode. So, Doc, uh, if you want to text me your rating in Rolex, I can cover that. And we've only got one more promo. So if you got to drop, that's fine due to technical issues. Just, uh, just let me know via text. But anyway, there's speculation on, you know, did Missy do it? Did Robin do it? Or did Scott just trip? You know, Missy's not here today because Missy feels like she's been falsely accused and Missy is really pissed off. Missy also claims that, you know, according to Missy, Missy is on the record saying Robin is the one who tripped Scott. But the video footage, we can't tell if that really happened. JR, I'm going to play this, Hopper. I don't know if Doc's still here. I'm going to play this. There is some commentary from Jr. and Corny at about the one nineteen fifty five mark, and they're talking about woman's breast. Here it is. Woman, it's getting to be death defying to wrestle the Steiner brothers, and they wouldn't have it any other way. They like that danger. Welcome to the jungle, like their theme music says. They want the suspense. They want the danger. They love it that way. They want the suspense every time she jogs in that outfit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Well, at least she'll never drown. We can, we know that. He's got a body to Bob Face Kremlin. So they're talking. If you're watching the video version, um, they're talking about women, woman right here. And I don't know, Harper. You want to describe this this view we have a woman? She is sexy as fuck. <laughs> She's standing. We got a side view. Her breasts are pushed up. Yeah. And Jr. and Corny cannot contain themselves talking about how she'll never drown. No. Boy, the stuff you could say mm. on television in 1989 and not have any worries to say. Right. You know it's going to go on Twitter and like, oh, you're an asshole. Yeah, nobody was calling them sexist. It just was what it was. So anyway, she looks phenomenal, though. Mm. Uh, anyway, so Rick Steiner is going to win this match. Uh, it's meat and potatoes. It's very Bro, quick. There's not much from it. This motherfucker needs a haircut so bad. Tommy Angel? He needs some, yeah, because he's got a, see, it's a mullet, but he's got the big-ass receding hairline. Look at that shit. You don't remember him from Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Yeah, but it's just, he used to cut his hair. I don't think he had a mullet in Smoky. I don't know, I'm looking no, at him. No, uh-uh. 
Not like that. And everybody had a mullet yeah. and Smokey. That's what's funny. Yeah. He's got a receding hairline and a mullet. Go figure. Yeah. Fuck that. Rick wins, though. All right. Yeah. On that note, I am going to go now to the final promo on this week's episode. Uh, we're going to go now to Rick Steiner. Bruh, his hair looks like Pac-Man. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's especially looks bad when he's getting pinned because his hair's falling back and you really uh, can see how he's missing hair. Yeah. On that note, let's go to Rick Steiner. Here's the final promo of the of the show. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, on World Championship Wrestling this past Tuesday night. It looked like it was gonna be the Steiner's night as and to be the new world tag team champion. And you know, there seems to be a problem here with uh the world tag team title. Ever since the class, Missy Hyatt has been really upset. And all I know is that I wanted Rick and Scott to really win those titles. I really did. Ricky, it's okay that you didn't win. Okay, I don't know why everybody's blaming me. You people, you don't know. I'm just a girl from Milwaukee. Okay, okay, that's enough girl talk. Hey, Freebird. Hey, okay, what happened? What happened? You guys, you guys won. Okay, that's that's in the past. But I tell you, next time it won't happen again. Because me and my brother, we will not be beat again. We will not be beat again by those sissies. I'm for it. I'm looking forward to the rematch. So how's everything else going? Everything fine? You and Robin having a good... Hey, Jim. We're great. Uh, We're great. What? Next week, I want you to bring the camera because I'm going to ask her a question. That question? A big question, that, yeah. The question? Yeah, you got me into all this. Oh, deal. don't say that. Please don't say you gotta that. you got to help me out. We need to have a talk with Bring him before next Saturday. Got all those, uh, Fans, those uh, letters there. you're going to ask a big question next week, and you want the camera here? Hey, Jim Ross, controversy or no controversy? Me and Ricky are still brothers, and nothing will ever come between us. Yeah. We, wouldn't, right. we will not be all right. denied all right. that we'll take Team Champions Freebirds. You cannot stop us. Fans, there you're here for the signers. The big question next week, and we'll see you tomorrow for the Clash of Replay. However, he's so good at that role. It's I know we say this every week, but he is so good at that. Yeah. Acting the way he yeah. acts. Right. It's Being it's really fellow. It's really tremendous, man. It's phenomenal how good he is at it. Uh anyway, he's whispering in JR's ear that he's that he's going to pop the question next week. And JR's like, what? <laughs> anyway, Robin is still saying she didn't do anything. She's just a girl from Milwaukee, man. Get off her case. Yeah. And, you know, Rick Go Steiner, Brewers. he's too dumb right now and blinded by love and whatever else he's getting to, Tits. to admit that she may have done something to her brother. And in fairness, Scott Steiner didn't see her do anything. He just was tripped and he thinks somebody tripped him, but. He doesn't even know. Long story short, stay tuned because we will have to find out if Scott just tripped, if Robin tripped him, if Missy tripped him, or what. Missy's mad, though, and she's not here. This is how they go off air. They do play a Halloween Havoc plug as they go off air. On that note, we're going to rate and give the Rolex out and whatnot. Like I've said, please, if you are not a patron, consider becoming one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That is a great way to support this show, and you get tons of extra content, including the Clash reviews that we just did, along with all the other Clashes. I think we're up to number eight now, so there's eight Clashes up. We've got a bunch of uh, Jim Crocker promotions and now Turner pay-per-views from 1989 up, so you can get that there. Plus, there's over 200-plus Patreon episodes 
We do the live streams there. We've got uh, the pre-shows that we've done. All of that's up on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Thank you for considering signing up. Also, uh, the holidays are behind us, but if you're still sitting on those Amazon gift cards, please use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl. I'm sorry, our Amazon associates link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already on Amazon, you're spending money, the show gets some support in return when you use that link. Okay. Uh, so real quick, I have got Doc's rating in Rolex. Doc is giving this show a B plus and he is given the funk. Uh, he's given the Rolex. He's not given the funk. He's given the Rolex to Terry Funk. He just sent me that via text message. So I guess I'll rate it next. I'm actually going to give it an A. I thought this show was was pretty good. I mean, there were some slow moments in it, but I thought we had some good stuff with Funk. Thought we had some good promos with Lex. So yeah, I'm gonna give it an A. I thought uh, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, Rick Steiner at the beginning, or sorry, Scott Steiner uh, had a decent promo at the beginning, but yeah, I'm gonna give it an A. I was good with this. Harper, what are you gonna rate it? I'll give it a B, a B plus. Okay, B like plus. what Doc said, and uh, I'm giving it the fucking Luger. Um, he gets yeah, my Luger, Rolex. Luger's good. I, I'm gonna give this to woman. Oh, Robin Green at the time, and it's I'm partially blinded by what's coming because I think she's doing such a phenomenal role of playing. Oh, I'm so innocent. I did nothing. I'm just a girl from Milwaukee. Yeah. So I think I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna go the route of Robin. Robin Green's gonna get mine, but I thought this was a good show overall. I, hour and twenty three minutes without commercials. Good stuff. Enjoyable episode. We've really got some good stuff coming, especially with this Robin Green situation and the Steiners. Yeah, we and, do, man. Because I remember this vividly. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this really is a, a good moment. It's 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 some fun stuff. So, I, I remember like thinking, don't trust her, Rick. She's yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because there's it's either at a pay-per-view or or a clash. He Rick Steiner actually says something about he had her and he's cutting a promo. He's like, I had her, it ain't that good, you know. So he eventually <laughs> he eventually wakes up and smells the coffee. But for yeah. right now, like Harper said, he's he's Dude, his nose is wide open. He's just, it's all roses to him. He's hes dipping his stick in the fun dip, and its it's distracting him in great details. I know that's not a shoot. I don't mean that like that, but yeah. So anyway, all right, Hopper. Um, I don't think I've got anything else. Congratulations. Well, I shouldn't say that. Congratulations to the... Alabama Crimson Tide on yet another national title. See, I'm God, equal opportunity. Dude, I'm so tired of fucking. <laughs> it's like five or six teams. They just fucking rotate. It, it, it's gotten to the point. It's either Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, or Ohio State. And every now and then, it, it's someone else. Last year, it was LSU. This year, it was fucking Notre Dame. And it's just, I'm tired of seeing the same goddamn people, bro. It's like. If you watch WrestleMania every year, it's the same fucking two two fucking guys main eventing. I I love to see eight teams because of that because yep. you would get some more variety. Now I'm not saying 
you know, somebody outside the top four would win it. I'm just, I want others to have a chance. I want, yes. there's too many, there's too many power conference teams, even the non-powers, but there's too many non-power team or there's too many power teams that get left out as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm for the eight. I mean, I'd even be down for 10 and give the one and two a bye. Yeah, yeah, but, but see, see, I don't think they'll do it because it's gonna go so fucking long, and it might cut into uh, well, well, it will, it will cut into the, it will probably cut into the uh, the fucking playoffs. Oh, they can figure that out, man. If they started playing it before January first, I mean, half the t- in a normal season, the first freaking week of December is the conference title games. They then they got a freaking. They got 20 plus days before they even play the, you know, the semifinals. So I got you, but it still needs to be eight teams and dude, they can figure it out. And it's all about the money. And if they realize they'd make more money that way, um, then so be it. By the way, I'm not, I'm, even though I'm an LSU fan, I don't actually hate on Alabama. It's funny because I kind of like seeing them beat Ohio state because I just like the fact that I think the SEC is the top conference and I'm I'm just getting bored with them now. Well, it it I will say that it does get boring because you got the same team. It's it's like what you said, you got the same teams. But I enjoyed. I, I I'm not an Ohio State fan. I'll leave it at that. I'm not trying yeah. to make any of Ohio State fans out there mad. Uh, I just I'm not a fan of theirs. So whatever. It is what it is. Congratulations to the Alabama Crimson Tide on yet another national title. And that's that. Um, I think that's all I got, Hopper. I've uh, we've we've we're, we're we're, we've said everything we had to say. And you that's going to talk Saints? Well, by the time this airs, we'll know if uh, they beat Tom Brady for a third time. Yeah. But what do you think they're going to do? I'm, I don't know, man. A part of me, just I'm, I'm just scared. <laughs> I, hate, I hate games like this where you're playing somebody a third time. Yeah. Especially yeah, when you like, beat the hell out of yeah, them the second like, time. Oh, fucking, fucking Washington almost beat them, and they're garbage, but I don't care, bro. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I hope they win and, and fucking the Rams win, and then Green Well, yeah, the, then the Rams got to come here. Yeah, that's the perfect world. I don't think it'll happen, but we'll see. I hope so. We'll see. I want Breeze to ride off into the sunset. Yep. Get his ring and go and home. Carried, carried off the field like fucking Mike Dicker or some shit. That's it. And, and it's that's all, folks. Bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all. For, I agree. I yeah. agree. By the time you're listening to this, you'll know what the outcome would have been, though. So. Son of a bitch. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to get out of here. Go Saints. Congrats to the Crimson Tide. We'll see how this all shakes out. By the way, I did predict on our Patreon special that the Chiefs would repeat as Super Bowl champions. So, and I've got some other people that are still alive as well, some of my other picks. So it's not just the Chiefs. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out, man. I'm not sure. We'll, uh, but we'll find out. On that note, I think we're gonna get out of here. Hopper. One of these days we'll have Wildcat X rated. Who knows when yeah, that'll be? Yeah. Who knows? But for people still ask me. Someone asked me fucking yesterday. What'd they ask you? Hey, what's up with Wildcat? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> sit down, man. I mean, th- there's regulations in the city right now that won't allow it, even if you wanted to. So, we'll, no. I mean, they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, the fucking bars aren't even fucking open. 
Right. It's kind of hard to, to to schedule something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think the commission would the commission wouldn't even allow it. No. So. You see, that's the thing. Yeah. It's you up can't. to them to fucking uh, lift the, the whatever, and uh, it hasn't happened. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. It is what it is, right? You can't do nothing. Yeah. Nope. All right, Harper. Well, on that note, hit the tagline. Let's get out of here. <laughs>